Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. I'm joined here by Rush for our Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers offseason and preseason finale kind of recap and coverage. Um, we've done a couple of Buccaneers episodes in the past, and I really hope you guys enjoy the new episode art. It's simple, but I hope it kind of just gets the point across. Apologies for the crickets outside. They're very loud. The hurricane is inbound. If you are a Tampa Bay area native, definitely would recommend that you uh, follow all those procedures. You know you know how it is. We get about two, three of these a fucking year. So uh, moving forward on to what you guys want to hear out there is the NFL coverage regarding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And especially if you are listening in from Tampa, this is definitely the episode for you. But if you're abroad, you know, and, and are trying to look for an NFL team, or a club to follow. This is a good underdog story right now. Uh, they did uh, obviously have Tom Brady, the greatest football player to ever play the game. Now he's retired from the game. Now they have to recover. So let's see what they can do. Um, and it's not looked too great uh, to tell you the complete and utter truth in this offseason and preseason. Um, some of the big notable issues right now, and Rush, you and I will get into this real quick, um, but Kalijah Kansi, our 19th overall selection in this past draft, mm-hmm. uh, he's out for the year with injury. Our center, Ryan Jensen, out with injury. Yeah. Um, we're just And Russell Gage, wide receiver from Atlanta that Tom Brady fought to get there as well uh, when he was there. Uh, he's out with injury for the year as well. So we're dealing. We're just, we're just riddled. We're riddled. With just injuries. With, with that kind of issue there. So a lot of guys are going to have to step up. And those are big losses too. That's a starting mm-hmm. center. That's a that's a first round draft pick. That's a, a a nice wide receiver that you could have used for sure this season that are sadly injured and not going to be able to play. That's a huge loss, especially when this team is kind of in a little bit of a rebuild mode, but they still want to compete because it's obviously a very historic franchise in my personal opinion. And I think you can ask any NFL fan. I mean, you go back to the Super Bowl in twenty uh, two thousand two two thousand I think it was two thousand two. When they destroyed the Raiders, I mean, yeah. and then they destroyed the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Every Super Bowl they've been in, they've destroyed the opponent. I just think it's one of those cool storylines you can always follow. And obviously, we live about 45 to 50 minutes south of Tampa, yeah. so it's the closest NFL team to us, um, you know, geographically. So we obviously need to follow this team. And Rush, I know you've been a big Bucks guy, but from this off season as an overhaul, like an overview, what 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 do you think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going into the season? You know. Judge by the way that we played these three preseason games, I think from what I've watched on the highlights, I'm really liking Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I think he's able to get the ball to who it needs to be placed to, and he can move it down the field. I think that Kyle Trask, he's he looks pretty good. You know, I think he obviously needs some work here and there on a few things, but. I think personally, we have two really potentially really good QBs that if they can just develop to be that kind, just the head man, yeah, to basically kind of inspire the team, kind of in a sense of getting people to actually, you know, get that extra few yards or something. Like yeah, that, you know, absolutely, just put the fire under them. And Baker Mayfield does have like that veteran presence to the locker room. And like you said, Kyle Trask looks good, but he does need work. He did have a rough interception versus the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of plays are the reason why he lost that quarterback battle. And like you said, bro, perfectly, Baker Mayfield's looked stellar this preseason. Yeah. Um, you want to read off his stat line? His stat line was one touchdown, 
six pass, six complete passes. Oh, I think six, or six passes for six or six for six on his passing. This was week three. This was week three. Yes. Yeah. So he was stellar. I, was, I didn't get to see week two or week one on his thing. I was not able to look up those stats. I think that he overall through the three weeks he had 135.6 like passer rating, which mm-hmm. is damn near close to perfect. I believe the highest you can get is what 150 something point three. Yeah, something like that. But he was just really good overall. He looks more refined. Looks a little more accurate. Mm-hmm. I was shitting on the guy for sure. He looked really rough in training camp, but he closed. Well, he wide into the gap between him and Kyle Trask and. You said it kind of perfectly as well about developing Kyle Trask. You know, mm-hmm. hopefully they can get him ready for when he does need to eventually same step with, up. Same with Baker Mayfield. Like I'm not gonna. Uh, he may be our starter, but at the same time, we just had Tom Brady in that position. You know, like that's big shoes to fill. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't matter if he was going there just to win that Super Bowl ring or anything. Oh. That right there is what many football players consider to be, like, the best. Because a lot of people consider him. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And honestly, that's another thing that, about T- Kyle Trask, because he sat years behind Tom mm-hmm. Brady. So you hope that a lot of that rubbed off on him? Yeah, exactly. You hope that he kind of learned from the environment that he was put in whenever he was just literally sitting there watching it. And he got to actually be there and see it happen in person, kind of see how Tom keeps his composure and kind of keeps everybody still motivated to go and get that get that touchdown, get that field goal, get maybe the extra two if they need it, anything like that. Yeah, every aspect of the game he was able to absorb and work off of Tom Brady and learn as much as he could, and we hope that he was able to because this guy statistically is the greatest gator of all time. Like, he's he is a like legitimate certified player, and... You know, he came in a little raw to the league, and they knew that taking him. But I really hope that we're able to see some of that development, you know, actually play out this year. Because despite Baker looking good in preseason, I do think that, you know, I hate to say this about him, I think he will resort to his old ways of throwing into triple coverage, making really bad decisions. But I I really do have hope, because we do have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin still. Mm-hmm. Those are great receivers yeah um and then they also do have oddly enough a lot of a lot of speed um you know at least on their first and second team Mm -hmm. it seems like and one of the things I kind of really enjoy about at least this offense is that we are gonna have to throw because our rush attack looks really bad our O-line looks really bad too it looks like we're not going to be able to hold up for longer than three maybe two seconds um who's our uh, fullback in our fullback, normally Co Keeft is fullback, but our, our looks like our starting running back is going to be Keyshawn Vaughn. He's a good, like, you know, safety valve, like, pass-catching running back. I don't think he's a starting running back. We're probably going to do a committee, mm-hmm. like, a, you know, running back room of, you know, a couple guys doing it all. Um, but I just really don't see that even working if we can't block. And our tackles look really rough. Our center, you know, because Ryan Jensen's out. Things just don't look good for our O-line right now. And for Baker Mayfield to even be able to you know, show production or show anything, same with Kyle Trask, is if our O-line is actually stout. But they did not look to be anything like that in preseason, even when the first team was playing. But um, I guess moving on to I guess the next point of, um, of this episode we can talk about here is our defense. Um, it's always going to be good with Levante David and some of those guys and Vita Vea, but 
in preseason, man, our our first team looked fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Like our pass coverage was terrible. We were getting dotted up by Kenny Pickett. Zach Wilson had that great play on us for the Jets. We just did not look like we were. First of all, like we, it didn't look like we knew how to fucking tackle. Yeah. And second of all, it looked like our our corners just were struggling to maintain man coverage. So Kenny Pickett was tearing us apart, like dotting us the fuck up. Yeah. But what were your thoughts on our defense rush? I thought our defense really needed some work to do. I think that personally they really need to step it up and have more of an aggression towards getting to the ball carrier. And, you know, just put it as down. Yes. You know, there was times where they basically just had their hands on it and it was just kind of like the momentum, you know, they just had... They just kind of were easily able to... They were moving pretty lethargically, if I can just say that. Yeah. Like, you know, they weren't really quick to get to it or anything like that. Like you said, Zach Wilson, he was able to literally just agilely move between those two defenders, run all the way down the sideline, and he picked up yards that, you know, you wouldn't normally see that quarterback do. Yeah. And And not anyone, bro. Like, he got, like, 12 extra yards because of no one's effort. Mm -hmm. And no one really, like, seemed like they were trying to go for the ball, like you were saying. And I think it's a big thing that we probably are lacking speed on defense. Um, That's going to be scary, especially with some of these weapons out there. You already know of Justin Jefferson. You already know of Devontae Adams. You already know of some of these guys that are going to be deadly this year. Chris Olave, a rookie for the Saints last year, who I think is up for probably a career season in his second year. But... That's neither here nor there. I just think, you know, with this division being kind of lackluster in general, obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be able to compete, probably go like 7-10, and 10, maybe 8-9. and nine. You know, I don't know, but I just am not very confident in our head coach, Todd Bowles. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can talk about him for a little bit. He was talking about some of our players mm-hmm. getting moved up and starting, but uh, I just I really wish that we got more out of this offseason, you know, when yeah. it came to the draft. Um, as well as just overall free agency signings. But, you know, we're not really a draw anymore since Tom Brady isn't there. But what are your thoughts on that? I think that, personally, like you said, with Tom Brady there and him fighting for everybody that, that was on the team, like, there is a lot of rebuilding to do. Because, like you said, Ryan Jensen. Yeah, he's um, out. You have Russell Gage. You have just those two pieces alone. Ryan Jensen was able to hold that line. So he, he was the center. He, he was legitimately <laughs> able to hold it. If, it. if it came down to it, no one was getting past him. And you he, saw Tom Brady never get hit, never mm-hmm. get touched. Exactly. And it was it was just basically on the fact that this man is basically just able to plant those feet into the ground or just keep it moving as much as he can. And he, I think he's also very confident in the fact that he knows he is good at his position. And I think that really helps him keep his mind clear and not really let the defenders or other people get into his head when he does make a mistake or anything like that. And it, and the fact that he was out last year the entire season and then this year comes back with another injury, so he's out for this whole season. I honestly, there, there is a discussion where he may not even come back, which I understand. And I honestly I, I do. I get that as well. But at the same time, excuse me. It just sucks. It it really does because, you know, I was hoping to get, you know, maybe a few more years out of him. Hopefully be able to protect our future quarterbacks such as Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask 
from those big hits. You know, you've got a lot of big heavy hitters on the line, on defensive line, and they could end up causing Baker Mayfield to go out. And if Kyle Trask isn't ready, that it's, could just be our downfall right then and there. Yeah, and honestly, another big thing is now we're going to have to go get a center in the draft. Yep. Now we're going to have to go... I don't want to say waste a first-round pick on a center, but that's such a, like, that's such a lame pick We're going to have to go and get something that we initially thought we would not have to go for in the next few years. Yeah. Or if anything, we didn't think we would have to go searching as far as pulling a draft pick for them. I know? agree. And Because I... we could have just found someone... Sorry. No, you're, you off, no, you're good. We could have found someone whose contract was coming up, you know, maybe at the end of their time with one uh, team, yeah. but they showed out on that team and we look like they could be a good fit for ours, Yeah, you know, but now we're having to save something where we could very well maybe get, who knows, maybe corner something I, something I, more a, a little more what something with flair like an actual like impact player like mm-hmm. someone that could score obviously someone, yeah somebody that can turn the tide of a game within one with that play just yeah. just a playmaker exactly and honestly the fact that we are going to have to probably look in the draft for a center now um, or in free agency like you were talking about if someone's contract ends is just another you know inconvenience to this team because we have a lot of holes on defense. We have a lot of holes on offense that we need to start oh. filling. Like, our guards, our tackles on O-line need to be replaced. They're fucking dog shit. That's true. I will say one thing, though, about our defense is that it seemed like we are getting a bit of depth to our defense, like you said earlier before we did the episode. We're, yeah. We're adding a bit of de- def- or depth to our defense, such as L- Richard LeCount, safety, fifth-round pick. He was, fr- he was on the Browns 2021, I believe, was his draft class. And he got a four-year deal with the Browns, and he's he's coming to us. You know, right now he's in our off-season lineup, and he might show some production lineup. Sorry. Yeah. And then you have Rodarius Williams. He's supposed to be filling in for Russell Gage, and I'm hoping that he can fill in that little that that piece that we need. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping that he's the right fit. That you know, since Russell Gage is out. If he ends up coming back and starting again, you know, maybe this dude learned a few things. So whenever, if it ever happens again, or maybe they decide, hey, look, you're going in. Yeah. He has that experience on the field, and that's always a good thing, is getting them on-field experience rather than having them sit there and stuff, you know? I agree that we are making, like, subtly good depth moves and bringing in young guys um, that can still grow and develop into something like like a really above average starter, um, but yeah, no, I I will always support getting in young talent, and if they're bringing in wide receivers to not replace Russell Gage because honestly he is replaceable, he is just that speed guy, a sure-handed route runner. Um, but the one thing with young wide receivers is that it takes a little, unless you're special like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Odell, you know those guys, you, it's hard for you to come in and dominate immediately. But, like, it is good to have a rotation of guys. Because, like, yeah. not you were talking about him, but another guy that's been kind of speaking wonders to me is Trey Palmer. I mean, we saw him make some really great mm-hmm. catches. Um, and he could he looks like he could potentially start as well. Um, so it's good that we have depth of receiver. Like, that's never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. And that's only going to help out the quarterback. The thing, the thing that I did like about Palmer, though, is that he is also able to 
I, I think he's very on. He's he's come to actually make a name. I think so know? too. Like he's the thing about him is just judging off of the one highlighted off of uh, preseason week one. That just into the just uh, who was it that passed it to him? Was it was that? Baker. It was for, he was on the first team. He was playing with Baker. That's the first team offense. Yeah. He might start. Baker threw the pass to him. It was right in the corner of the end zone, and he jumped up to catch it. And the thing is, is you know, like some who are probably thinking as a rookie, like, oh, this is about to be you know, like touchdown. I'm about to prove a little bit of something. He's not. He might not be thinking so much on like you know making sure the toes are in the end zone and everything. You know, just making sure he's actually in whenever he does catch it. And that was one thing he actually proved that you know he's able. Of, he's he's able just to agile. You yeah. Know? He was able to jump up, get the ball, and then still make sure it's that his a, feet were in there to solidify that touchdown. That's a great point that you brought up because not a lot of receivers are able to have full body control and able to do that. How mm-hmm. some receivers are able to drop their weight and literally anchor down and get their feet in bounds like he's able to do when he's literally jumping up midair making exactly. a catch. He's able to just grab it and then he kind of is just able to that's dead a, weight down. That's a starting attribute. Exactly. I think. And I'm wearing number 10. Shout out to Scotty Miller. He's on the Falcons now, but that was his former number. Um, but Trey Palmer, looks like he's going to wear it nicely. You said that Trey Palmer was, uh, was it during training camp that you said he was looking good with Kyle Trask? Oh, I've been hearing great things on uh, Buck's uh, Twitter, a.k.a. X now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he's been a name. He's been making a name for himself with Kyle Trask. He was making a name for himself on second team. Mm-hmm. but And then in the preseason, he started with Baker. So he was on the first team, which is a big step up. People don't think about that. People don't talk about that. People are like, oh, there's just a bunch of backups on the field. No, there's a very, very strategic system that all these clubs increment. First team offense only goes about the first drive or first two drives. And if you have a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback, or a guy you're testing out, you're going to play him. Jared Goff, Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, I don't think they've played a snap of preseason because they're for sure starters. And there's a reason behind that. Baker Mayfield, he had to start because he was in a QB battle with Kyle Trask which is another big thing that he was to begin with, which I think at some point this season we'll see Kyle Trask start. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think it will look rough, um, and then I think Baker will have to take the bench. But that's neither here nor there. We kind of touched up on the quarterbacks already. But you, any more guys that were added in depth? One thing I will say I'm, I'm kind of interested in is Cephas Johnson, the convert from QB to wide receiver. Mm. And I'm kind of wondering because it's – what I read was that all through college, he played quarterback. But as he's coming in onto the Bucks, he's a wide receiver now. Yeah. So I'm wondering how it's going to be with no on-field experience as a wide receiver. Or maybe, if anything, while in college, he may have got put in for wide receiver. And maybe he showed out in that position as opposed to... Well, the cool thing is, and Malik Cunningham is doing the same thing for the Patriots, um, is that quarterbacks know the routes Mm -hmm. probably better than the receivers. That's true. So he's going to be able to use that to his advantage, but he has to change his body completely. Um, Yeah, he has to be, he he essentially has to focus more on trying to slim down a little bit while also getting that speed. Where he needs to be. 100%. But that's and an interesting thing that you, you brought up there, though. He's going to be a, a question mark, but potentially an emerging player. I think it, I think it could be interesting. Because yeah. if I... The thing is, I kind of want to see if he... Like, on his highlights or anything like that. I kind of want to see if he had any, any runs while he was a quarterback. See how he did already with that quarterback build. To see, like... 
because he could have potential. Like, if he was like how uh, Zach Wilson did, yeah. where he was just able to break away and get that as a quarterback, I think, personally, that could be really good if he slims down and gets quicker. That He could be more lethal as a wide receiver than a QB because, like you said, he knows the routes yeah. potentially better than most. And so running, knowing the routes as good as, him, as a QB whilst also having the speed and just the acceleration and lethality, lethality of a wide receiver, yeah, I think potentially that could be something that could just be a good buildup for us down the just on drive. It's honestly a bonus for us. It's a weapon on really? offense. Yeah. It's a chess piece if he works out. If he doesn't, it's minimum it's a high risk, low reward situation. No, high high uh, no, low re- low, low risk, risk, high, high reward, reward. Honestly. Yeah. Because if he he's not I don't think he was drafted high or drafted at all. So I didn't pick that up. I did not pick that up. And you guys can check that information for yourself, but Genuinely, I, I do believe getting weapons like that, because we've seen that work. Taysom Hill for the Saints. He's a very valuable weapon at tight end, fullback, running back, quarterback. He's played He's played everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, as well as Malik Cunningham, who's trying to make a name for himself in the Patriots. But it could be something that the Bucks utilize, especially wide receiver screens, short passes, so that he can utilize his abilities as a runner. And uh, he does have to bulk up, but also slim down in a way to be able to take hits, but also be able to be fast as fuck. So that's a whole vibe, and that's a whole thing that he's probably, you know, probably, obviously every football player is a worldly athlete mm-hmm. in the NFL, If you, even if you got drafted, or even if you're getting tried out, you're a worldly athlete. So, yeah. like, props to you, but to be able to switch from quarterback to wide receiver is a tough mm-hmm. thing. A couple guys have done it for sure, but um, I think it'll be interesting to see if the Bucks even utilize that weapon for sure. And the other thing is, is also, like, the movement as well he's going to have to learn. He's going to have to learn how to do all like the footwork and everything like that. Because, like, yes, of course, that comes into play as a quarterback and such. But it, being the wide receiver, nine times out of ten, you're going to be in, like, full sprint. You know, like, you, you got to know when to actually move your body in order to get past that defender. Because just one slip-up, you're tackled, could be a fumble, or if anything, you could even just get injured. Absolutely. And that could take you out of your career. And who knows if Steve Johnson actually comes out to be a really good wide receiver or he actually starts showing potential and then just gets cut short just because, you know, he slipped up that one time. Yeah. That would be really terrible to see. Yeah, it would be. And and honestly, it is, like I said, it's not really, they're not betting too much on the guy. No. You know, but it could be something that works out. Mm-hmm. But I guess another kind of topic of discussion that we could go into um, is something I want to talk about is Baker like kind of looking like a slinger, like a slinging type of quarterback. Like he's utilizing his arm strength more, but he looks more accurate, especially in preseason. He looked really good. I can't lie. I was shitting on the guy, but uh, he looks he looks better than I thought he would. Um, I don't know if that's going to translate into the regular season, but what do you think about seeing Baker Mayfield's play type compared to Kyle Trask's? I thought it was a little bit more... Uh, I think, personally, he's a little bit more of a risk-taker. For example, there was one pass that he threw that was actually three defenders surrounding the receiver. Pretty risky, yeah. to be honest. That's three defenders, and <laughs> one of those three could have just snagged and ran. Facts. Know? And plus, also, it was on the outside... If one catches them, they have two defenders who can just come up right in front, take those two first two that are going to come up and try to get them out. 
and that could have just been right there something that the coaches would have looked at and been like okay look you gotta really plan out on how you're gonna do this he has a lot of plays where if they go right they're like oh sweet but if they go wrong it's like oh fuck yeah you know but um no i think overall he looks a little more refined than usual but Mm -hmm. i I don't know again because the regular season talent he's going to be up against is far better than preseason um but we'll see i I think i have a little hope for him yeah no i don't i i I would let me let me rephrase this he's a risk taker but i don't count that against him because the thing is is you know he's got to get to know his team you know he's he's never played with any of these receivers he's only watched them he's only like he's played against them and he knows some things that they can do but they he doesn't know all their secrets you know yeah and he's only going to learn that eventually while playing with them facts the reps are very valuable exactly and i think if he ends up actually becoming a good piece for all these receivers and he actually starts to get to know some of these guys personally i think the on-field connection will be even deeper to the i agree with where, that to the point where you know it could be just um, an amazing lineup of basically everybody knows when to move where. You mm. know? Everybody just falls in line perfectly. And another guy I really liked to watch was Zion McCollum, cornerback. He really made some good plays this preseason. I don't know if he'll start, but he could potentially sneak his way into a couple starts this season. Um, just wanted to shout him out. And then you also brought up the fact that Kalijah Kansi and then Yaya Diaby, um, our first and third round pick both signed with the team Mm -hmm. so they're officially with the club so that's pretty awesome news we have one unsigned though and it is the uh two missing front teeth that dude i can't remember his name oh cody mock yeah he's the only unsigned rookie that we have left that's not a good sign yeah and the season's gonna start very soon so Mm -hmm. not looking too hot um but another thing i did want to point out about our defense besides our pass coverage looking terrible but and it did Kenny Pickett tore us up. Zach Wilson was making some good throws. Um, but we went 2-1 and one into the preseason, so that's a winning record. We did yeah. win, so we do have depth. We have good guys. We just got to put them all together in the right way. Um, one thing I will say is our front four on the defensive side of the ball, our defensive line, is looking really good. Really? That is a highlight of the team, in mm-hmm. my opinion, and it's because of Vita Vea. And I really wish that Kalijah Kansi would have been able to play out his rookie year kind of next to him instead of on the sideline. But, yeah. you know, I guess we'll have to see in year two what he looks like. You know, it's kind of a massive letdown because that was a big pick for them. That really was. Um, and it kind of failed, you know, at the start. Uh, you know, hopefully this isn't a theme with him knocking on wood, obviously. Um, but, you know, let's just hope that we get to see him, you know, at 100%, you know, next go around. But anything else you wanted to touch up on here about the Buccaneers rush? Uh, de- defensive back Avery Young was added to the camp roster. Mm, okay, so more depth at the cornerback position. Mm-hmm. And Christian Isaac Okay. Was secured the slot corner job. Oh, so he he actually was confirmed the slot corner already. Yes. Okay. He was confirmed that, and I think that's I think that's going to be you know pretty pretty decent. You know, choice in my opinion. He's young. He's got to get the reps, and they already have confidence in him. So that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good sign. Yeah. Right? The the thing that I do like is the fact that we've already solidified him as it. We're kind of saying like, you know, this this is going to be him. This you know, is your this job. Is, yeah. Exactly. We're we're entrusting you with this with this. 
you'd show out with this, who knows? He could even expand it, you know, just basically. Maybe a, a starting corner exactly. on the outside, which I don't know if he has the body for that, but we'll have to see. But he honestly, like, fits the archetype for a slot corner, in my opinion. He does have the speed. He has the length, like the wingspan, too, so he could be doing, you know, some pretty good, you know, prep, like pass breakup stuff. But um, this preseason, this offseason, I've heard his name quite a bit as well on Bucks Twitter slash X. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, I'm glad they're actually making some late signings, some depth signings that are all young players, too. Like, that's a good that's good front office movement. They're trying to build depth back on the team and trying to reassure that, you know, if there is any injuries this season, we're going to have some guys that could step up and develop. Maybe not perform the ability that, you know, our regular starters could, but mm-hmm. guys that could develop and grow and maybe even start next year. Because they are in a rebuilding phase, whether you're... Whether you want to admit it or not, and, and yeah, and it would be, it would also, it, it, it would be nice to think that we could do decent this season. You know, with this team in our rebuilding phase, if we can pull out just a decent season and kind of prove to everybody that even though we're rebuilding, we're still in it. Yeah, no, I would like that as well, but honestly... But that's that's wishful thinking at that point, you know, these are all new guys, fresh young talent, and, you know, some, some they've been in for a little while, you know, uh, for example, you have... We have, we have younger players that, you know, on offense, like Kate Otten is still like a young tight end and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, and... Obviously, Chris Godwin, he was talking about how he still, he feels like a thousand percent. He feels yeah. like younger, like, and that's a good sign. But on the defensive side of the ball, we are aging. Mm-hmm. Um, Vita Vea is still a really great ball player. Everyone on the defensive side of the ball, Antoine Winfield, Levante David, uh, Carlton Davis, those guys are good players. Vita Vea, good players, really good players. But we do need a supporting cast around them because some of those guys are actually aging a little bit. So you have to just take I that mean- into account. It'll all, I think it's also good that since we do have a f- bit of young talent coming in, yeah, we've got the we've still got our older ones that you know have been there whenever we have had those breakaway seasons. Yeah, where, like we've just done amazing. We and, smacked Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Exactly, and we that that knowledge can just basically be given to yeah. the new players. You know, letting them know, you know, like, hey, look. When you're when you're coming off the line, you know, do this, try, do this, or when you're making that cut, try to do this, anything like that, and it, just anything to give those new guys the edge, so yes. this way they can be at the best of their ability to be playing like them, you yeah. Because if you have everybody that's playing like a star player on the team, star team, it's gonna be win every game or yeah. just basically cut it close every game. You said it perfectly there. If they're all able to play in unity mm-hmm. and have that chemistry, which is so important, especially on defense, then I think, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to sneak into the playoffs and have a wild card slot or anything like that, but I think they could probably come away with like an 8-9, and 7-10 and 10 season. I, I know that's disappointing, um, especially because of the recent success this team has had going mm-hmm. 38, I mean 32 and like 12 with Tom Brady. 30. 32 and 18 which is was, a winning record that's fantastic yes. for a guy that's old as fuck you know what i'm saying and if like, I'm, well that that is also like all, i think that's all of his seasons that he was on the Bucks. yeah so that was only that was only uh three seasons three seasons was it three or four i think it was three in total um because he won the super bowl the first year with them and then no it was two it was two? Yeah, it was only two because he won the Super Bowl the first season with them, and then the second season they lost to the Rams, 
uh, in the Super Bowl. And then, oh, no, it was three because they lost to the Cowboys last mm-hmm. year uh, in the in the playoffs. So, yeah, no, it's going to be very interesting to see if they're even able to, you know, kind of be a contender. But in that division, we could talk about that real quick. They have the Saints, the Panthers, and the Falcons, all teams kind of in the similar situation, mm-hmm. all rebuilding, lackluster offenses, kind of suspect players, um, even some suspect coaching like our own Todd mm-hmm. Bowles. He's kind of been on a hot seat, but he is a defensive-minded head coach, so he is a guy that I do trust with a defense. So I am going to be trusting our defense to hopefully be a bend-don't-break type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think we can contest in the division because it is shit, but what are your thoughts on that? I think, personally, we will be able to contend in it. Like you said, every single team in there is practically rebuilding, and I think they've all lost the key pieces that they need in order to really, like, be at the... be just, like, straight away from everybody in the division, you know? Like, it's going to be a pretty close, tight division in this one, and I don't think that there's really going to be... um, I shouldn't say there isn't going to be much like big news coming from the division no there won't be but <laughs> besides Bryce Young the rookie quarterback yeah. on the Panthers but that's about it exactly and maybe Bajon Robinson the running back on the Falcons that was picked at like pick eight but I just really you're right I think that's a great way to put it I, this will be a very lackluster division division this like, season I really don't th- I personally I don't think it's going to be really any high scoring games there probably won't be, honestly. It'll be pretty tight field goal-based games that will kind of come down to the wire every time and be exciting in that manner, but it's not like it's going to be premier football. Yeah, you know? I, I do wonder, though, if some teams are going to try and maintain the pace that they do or the uh, like play style that they do. And um, I think that with these new guys coming in and the way that they were probably adjusted by playing in their college and everything like that, just the way they're used to play, playing football and everything like that, I think that it might change a little bit in the way that some other coaches see what they gear more gear more towards. Like, yeah. for example, some, some teams will run more passing. Others will run more running. Yeah. And I think that will be a decent effect on the quarterback and as well as others in the offensive position as well as defense on defending on if they're used to usually running zone or man coverage. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And honestly with the when we're talking about the Bucks here with that, you draw that into the Bucks conversation. We're not going to be a rush heavy team. We mm-hmm. do not we touch up on it a little bit, but we don't have a good O-line this year. Um, our rush attack, we don't really have any big names. I love Keyshawn Vaughn, but I, he's not a starting running back. He's probably running back two or three to guy to come in and you know, grab pat mm-hmm. like cat like catch the ball like yeah. l- literally go out for a little slant or a little you know, out route or something and be that guy on third and one. But for him to take the load of the carries, like I I don't want to say we're tanking, but like it just doesn't seem we're gonna be like <laughs> having much production in yeah, that regard. We're gonna be probably like in the bottom half of the NFL rushing. Yes, yeah, I, I think maybe even bottom five. Really, I, I think so because. Is it really that bad? For it's pretty game? bad, bro. Leonard Fournette's gone, and even even Ooh. last year he wasn't even anything special. We kind of has been on a decline, but I, I think we'll be very bad. How old is he now? Uh, he's not even that old as a human being. Like he, I don't even—he's not even thirty. Not, I don't even think he's twenty-eight. Mm. But it's just the running backs—they just they, age so yeah. fast, bro. I mean, granted, dude, you run—you're sprinting full speed the entire time. As soon as you touch that ball, 
you're consistently having to do basically like lunges in order to get out of the way and on top yeah. of that you're taking heavy hits every every and play mo- sometimes even getting dogpiled by two or three defenders at a time 100% and that over time football in general it's going to take a toll on you just even after the first like contract you sign I agree and honestly with the running back position and our rush attack in general um, it's not helpful at all that we don't have a good one because we have a new quarterback in the system. We have a young quarterback potentially developing and turning into the starter later on. We need a good rush attack to be able to alleviate stress off the quarterback position, and we don't uh, look like we have that at all. Uh, we do have great receivers, but we're going to have to resort to the quick pass, short pass game because our quarterback is not going to be able to hold the ball long enough because of our our lackluster line. Our tackles mm-hmm. look really bad, y'all. Yeah. Watch them in the preseason. The reps they took were fucking terrible. Every play, there was a, a free defender screaming in the quarterback's face. If it was Baker, if it was Trask, if it was fucking Wolford, it didn't matter who it was. There was always a defender, a free edge rusher. Someone fucked up their assignment. Someone fucked up their block. Someone didn't chip. Someone didn't pull right. It, it wasn't. It was not clean O-line work, and I don't know what our OC is doing about that, but clearly it's not been anything good. Um, but, you know, with that in effect... Doing Mike having Mike Evans run slants every play, like bro, that's not going to be an efficient offense. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, like bro, what what are we do? having double slants with him and Chris Godwin? Just throw it to him or him, and if they're not open, there's a flat route with your tight end. Like, I feel like we're going to be very one dimensional in every aspect of our offense, even if Kyle Trask does does get the start. But it'll be good if he does, in my opinion, because if it's just a simplistic offense that's going to fucking fail, mm-hmm. let him go in and get reps. Yeah, you know, like, I don't mind that because we're not going to be that bad to get Drake May or Caleb Williams in the draft next year. You know, there might be like a guy Bo Nix or you know some other quarterback that we might grab, but none at the value. I would rather grab defense or you know maybe a, a definitely an O line. I was about to say, yeah, I don't, I don't really think our first. Pick should even be anywhere towards a QB at this time. We got we have Baker Mayfield, and he could be under contract next year. You know, is he is he? It's one a one two year. year it's a one year five million no, dollars. No, talking deal. about how many years has he been in? Is he one or two years now? Oh, in the league, or is he three? In the league, yes. Uh, I think he's. This is like his sixth year. Holy shit! I've been Fifth, behind. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Oh but this he's the first quarterback to be on four teams in one year. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me retract that statement then. Yeah, he was on the Browns, then got traded to the Panthers, and then um, didn't start for the Panthers or anything. I, I don't I don't know, but he was on the, the Browns, then the Panthers, then the Panthers, then the, the Rams, and then the Rams let him go after he just last got year. Around. Yeah, because the, after one season, the Browns let him go. He signed with the Panthers. He started out shit. And then midseason, the Panthers traded him to the Rams. And then the Rams after... He had some good games with the Rams here and there. But then after that, the Rams let him go after last season. And now he got a one-year, $5 million deal with the Bucks. Kind of a prove-it deal. Um, but even then, I w- if Trask is able to develop and look good, I think I would re-sign Baker as a high-quality backup and literally just continue to build chemistry in that quarterback room mm-hmm. instead of going after a quarterback that you're going to have to develop either way in, in the draft. Yeah. I agree with that, because I, I was about to say, you know, if anything, if we were to put it into, like, a top five on what we needed, I would say quarterback would land at the bottom of that list. Yeah, probably a five, five yeah. It, it, we don't. I mean, yes, like you had just said, Baker Mayfield was thrown to six different teams. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, 
Now, it's going to be hard to defend that. You can't defend it. The thing is, though, is, you know, he's the he's the only quarterback they got right now that genuinely has got that on-field experience. Yeah, he's... To even just be considered of... Of even able to be playing up against them, because like you know, you have Kyle Tra- or you have Kyle Trask, who hasn't played an actual NFL season he, game. He he's played two quarters. He has played two quarters. Yes, that's okay. it. That but he it looked a little rocky, kind of short passes and stuff like that. But um, I I'm just a little worried that he hasn't really attained that football IQ from Tom Brady. Yeah. Because he has all of the he literally this dude. I don't think people understand this guy. He might be had, like there's had, an argument for him being one of the statistically one of the best quarterbacks in college history. This mm-hmm. guy was a monster at Florida, and I, I this guy has everything that he needs. Like a Carson Wentz, he has all the tools. It's just I don't think he knows how to use them yet. I, I don't, and it's, he's been in the league a couple of years now, you know. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cut him some slack because we were me and Logan were dogging on Trey Lance because he just got traded. This guy needs to show some productivity, and if Baker is selling, you know, say it's week five this year. And before this episode ends, before this episode ends, we'll go into our predictions on the season and our records and maybe our standout guy. Mm-hmm. But uh, if Baker goes like one and five or two and four in the first couple weeks of the season, I think ba- I think I think Kyle Trask is going to see the field. I think Baker's going to get benched because at that point you are not progressing the team. You are not trying to progress the team. Like mm-hmm. you are keeping a stagnant player in the position of starter. Why would you do that when you have a question mark that still has upside, in my personal opinion, that when Baker Mayfield has... We know what he is. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen his best and we've seen his fucking worst. With Kyle Trask, we, we can't say that. We literally cannot say that. Yeah. So I just would prefer us to give that guy reps. And even if we lose every fucking game, I'm okay just, with that. Just to kind of see where he's at. If he's know? shit, then you know what? His rookie contract's up in like a year. Exactly. He's a backup for the rest of his career, then he gets cut, then he plays in the XFL or USFL. That's fine. But I just want to see what he has because this is this guy's been a question mark behind Tom Brady with the intangibles of a Carson Wentz and, and like the attributes of him, the arm strength. I wouldn't say the agility of a Carson Wentz, but he like if he stays in the pocket, play action how, pass. How would you say he is agile? Would you he's say not, he's able- I don't want him to run. You don't, don't no. You think in he's college, gonna, you think he's gonna like fumble? Uh, no, not fumble, but I don't. Think he's, he's not just, fast. He's just not gonna gain the yards that I'm just he, that he needs to gain if he's going. Well, to number one, I I'm just concerned about injury, but he's also okay. a very large dude. Like he's not an agile quarterback. Like in my personal opinion, he like you saw him, bro. He's dropping back in seven step dropbacks. Like he's he's not running the ball, bro. They want him as far back as possible so he can load up his cannon. He's to like just launch me, it. He's like me whenever I was like five playing, or like, <laughs> like or no, he's like me whenever I was like thirteen playing Madden and just fucking around, and I'd like run all the way to the back of the field, and just, <laughs> just sling it all the way down. That that's where pocket passers typically will thrive in this day and age, allowing the routes to develop, and then mm-hmm. he can utilize the play action pass. Oh, definitely, you know, to buy him time. Because the thing is, is you know, for a, a lot of times, you know, he might not be he. And another thing as well is it could also be the fact that he might not be entirely, like, quick on... He might not have that reaction time where, like, as soon as that play snaps, he already sees the vision of the fact that this dude's going to make it right around that defender and then place that ball perfectly. You know, he might drop back a little bit, let them get that distance, and then once he realizes that it is a clear line of passing, just chuck it. Yeah, and honestly, like you said it perfectly, he's allowing the vision to develop. He wants mm-hmm. to be able to see that route go so he can perfectly place the ball. And I feel like 
out of most throwing plays, like in practice, play action are, are some of the easiest to script because you know the time you you are trained about the timing, mm-hmm. where on the hash mark to throw it, exactly. where when the receiver cuts, when oh I have four seconds here, okay I need to let the I need five seconds total to let this whole thing develop. I need to work on my drop back and time my seven step to five step drop backs perfectly, hitch at the right time, drop the ball in perfectly. Layer the ball if I fucking can. Not a lot of quarterbacks can. Hashtag Mitchell Trubisky. And I'm not going to lie, Lamar Jackson cannot layer a ball. I've yet to see it. He can prove me wrong. And I, I want I want that. I, I really do. I love Lamar Jackson. He's a really awesome and exciting player to watch. Um, but I just... Those those types of players and quarterbacks like Kyle Trask that can't utilize his, his legs and his agility like Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a play creator. Yeah, he makes big plays happen. Mm-hmm. Kyle Trask is going to have to play inside a system utilize his football IQ and his massive arm. He has a cannon, bro. And make smart throws. We saw that pick against Pitts, the mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers in uh, preseason week one. He was trying to fit the ball in on the outside, and the guy bit, the guy bit right on the route. Yeah. You know, he launched himself and picked it off beautifully. Shout out to Pittsburgh's defense. It's always fucking good. But that's an ill-advised throw. You know, you can't do that. That's why he lost the battle against Baker Mayfield. And if you're losing... A quarterback battle to Baker Mayfield, obviously Baker Mayfield, a number one overall pick. You know, I'm not slouching on the guy at all, mm-hmm. but his biggest slight is the fact that he is not careful with the ball. Yeah, no. If you are losing the battle to Baker Mayfield, you are clearly not as careful with the ball as he is. So that's not a good sign for Kyle Trask. But I, I hope that he's able to clean that up and really utilize the, the ability to see, okay, this is Tom this was Tom Brady, now this is Baker Mayfield playing. What do I need to be? This is who I need to play as, and I need to play as Kyle Trask, not as anyone else. I need to stop overcomplicating things and just make the safe plays. I think he starts. I think personally, he needs to start taking notes from uh, Pickett, because yeah. like you said, he Pickett went back and watched all of his incomplete throws from the last season. His rookie year, yeah. That's one. That's one thing that I personally believe that a lot of quarterbacks should be doing. <laughs> Kyle like, Murray just, doesn't. <laughs> just seeing where you fucked up. And especially if you can actually, like, just being able to, one, and it seems very childish saying this, but the accountability to say that you fucked up that play. That was not the receiver. That was my shit throw. You know, like, what can I do to change that? Or what what is it that I did wrong that set me up to throw it that bad? You know, for all he knows, he could have just literally, instead of going left and going right, that was what caused that defender to start to rush up. You know, that was the weak end of that play. Yeah. It was going right. And, you know, if the more detailed that he looks into that replay, checks out what all was going around him, he knows how to better maneuver on that field and, you know, kind of can figure out where he actually is safe to step. Facts. And you said it perfectly. That's That goes to their personality as a player. And you want a quarterback that takes accountability and you said it perfectly. Kenny Pickett looked at all of his incompletions from his rookie year last year. He had a rough rookie year, but not all of his interceptions. Logan talked about it earlier on the preseason uh, finale podcast uh, episode, but he didn't really lo- like make them lose. Mm-hmm. Like he, he actually, that's a guy that I've been high on, and I, I really think he's in for a really good season this year with the Steelers. Um, so the fact that our defense wasn't able to do much against him is not surprising to me. But at the same time, he lasered up our, our pass coverage. Like, we were we were nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, our first team was fucking nowhere, bro. Our safeties were nowhere. Their rush attack looked really good as well. Um, but I, I just really hope for the upside of some of our young players we brought in, as well as keeping a sustained, above-average quarterback room, even if it's by committee. 
you know, Baker Mayfield, you know, a former number one overall pick. Say what you want about the guy. He's clearly still got some talent left in him. Let's hope that he can, you know, re- honestly, this is his last chance to revive his career. You know, if you want to touch up on that real quick, do you think he's going to be able to? You know, just real, real shit. Do you think he's going to be able to revive his career in Tampa? If, if there's anywhere to do it, it's honestly here. I, but, think, I think there's, I think he, I think he has a chance of not so much re, like relighting his career, but at least keeping him in the game. You know what I mean? Not, not getting cut, getting sent to the XFL and USFL this soon and everything like that. I think he has a potential of doing decent this season, kind of showing like, hey, like, you know, I may have not performed the way that everybody expected me to be or expected me to, but I can at least put those numbers up. I can show you that, you know, and I'm, I'm hoping he can do that for his sake because I remember whenever he was the number one pick, there was so much buzz around him. He was. There was. There was. And if he can kind of start bringing that back to where, even though he had this little six-year kind of, I don't even want to call it a well, fucking. I'm hiccup. not gonna lie. The first three years with the Browns were not bad. Mm-hmm. He got to them. He beat the Steelers in the playoffs. First playoff win for the Browns in forever. Was it after he got traded from them? That was whenever his down. Oh, I, honestly, yeah. Is when he went to the Panthers is when it all went to shit. Do you think he played like four games for the Panthers, then got traded? No, probably like six games for the Panthers, then got traded to the Rams, and then played that season out. Do you think partial contribution to that is the fact that he had spent the three prior years on the Browns and got accustomed to that? He played like four years with the Browns, but his fourth year was really bad. But Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, yeah, it was because his confidence was probably at an all time low. Because yeah. he just got traded for garbage, and um, obviously when you get traded away from the Browns for Deshaun Watson, that speaks wonders, and I think that honestly destroyed his confidence a little bit. And for the Panthers, there was buzz around him kind of reviving his career there, like a second opportunity. And you know, I honestly was kind of hyping on the Panthers. I was like, they have maybe something here, you know? But they just started out so bad with him. Like they, I think they only won one game. They played the Browns week one, a redemption game. He played really well in that game, at least in terms of the Panthers. But after that, it just went downhill for him. Now, you, and then he got traded to the Rams and won mm-hmm. a couple games there, but just nothing special. Now he's in the Bucks. Now, you have more like knowledge on football overall, like as a whole. So what I'm about to say, it's kind of like a question towards you for you to lead off on because I kind of want to ask you this. But... In a sense, do you think for Baker Mayfield, is it is it basically a matter of him getting put on the right team? So, like for example, he he did he didn't do too good with the Panthers. You said he did pretty good with the Browns and stuff like that. Do you think that maybe it's just a matter of he needs to get on that team that really fits with the way that he is? Honestly, the guy has a really good arm. Mm-hmm. He has swagger. He's cocky. I mean, you you said it best earlier. He's he was making really uh, risky plays. Yeah, and that's because he thinks he can. Mm-hmm. Like he's very he's very cocky. Like that's just who he's kind of. He's I don't want to say this like in a disrespectful way, but he has the same kind of cocky attitude Johnny Manziel did. Okay, and they both went to the Browns, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's better than Johnny Manziel by five miles. I think anyone is, but <laughs> Baker Mayfield. I think honestly, if he if you were on the 49ers or you know the fucking Eagles, I'm just saying this as a hypothetical and a system built to make the job of the quarterback so goddamn easy. I think he'd look great. 
You know, like if he was in Brock Purdy for the 49ers shoes last year, I think he would have been in the same spot. I think mm-hmm. anyone would have been. I, Bro, you or I would have, like, I can make a five-yard out-route throw. Like, and with yeah. perfect protection with Trent Williams, a massive lineman protecting. He's massive. He's, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, but Baker Mayfield with the Bucks, that's a different story because this is a struggling organization at this point with the roster, with some well, of the coaching. I meant for Baker Mayfield in general. Like, he just hasn't found the team that really clicks on him. I agree. I think so. Because and he's always had different coaches and shit. He's never had a sustained, like, go at it. He's never really had, like, a so full even, shot. even with the even time with the, with Browns, the Browns, no. he never had a consistent like a coach? different offensive coordinator every year. He went through, like, two oh, head dang. coaches his rookie year. Like, it was a, it's the Browns, bro. It's a fucking mess. Okay, yeah, that you makes know? sense. And that's probably what honestly ruined his, like, maybe start to his career. But Was the fact that he got thrown on Browns? Yeah, they got drafted number one to begin with, but the, the Browns especially. But I think if he is able to turn it around, and this is a question for you, what would be a satisfying season for from him? Like, 3,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, like, 10 picks? Would that make you want to be like, okay, I could re-sign him to a two-year, like, $14 million, $15 million deal? Because he's never getting big money again. Yeah, ever. I, could, I could see that. And especially if, if he winds up actually, how should I say this? Because I don't want to say he isn't taking it serious right now with him being in the NFL. Yeah. I, I don't want to say that because then that just makes him seem like he's just, oh, I got here. I can just do what I fucking want now. Yeah, that, that, that's not what I'm trying to say about him. I'm trying to say that if he actually, you know, maybe puts in that extra few hours of that workout or training or something like that, who knows? He could even get more than 3,500. You know, he could get, he could probably put up even better numbers and potentially start actually, like you said earlier, reigniting that career and getting all that buzz about him back. You know, and if he can keep that going he could even he could even be a big turnaround player somebody that everybody thought was going to only was just going to go you know would you potentially put him in a dark horse candidate spot for the comeback player of the year award do you think that that's even do you think he could do it? i wouldn't say this year okay i wouldn't say this year i would say he's going he's going to need a bit more to develop because i think personally being the fact that like you said, his opening season, he was on the Browns. They, the, the Browns are the Browns at the end of the day. Not going to be anything significant. Yeah, and you know? it, what would be like, would that be a satisfying season though? Like if he was able to like actually put together like low-key yeah. a career year? If he was able to put together a good fucking year, I would be happy and with that. I would be happy if they won six games and he still did that. I was about to say, I think a good record... For us, would be six and eleven or something like that that we could see. I mean, of course, eleven losses is gonna be shit, but yeah, it, we're rebuilding. We'll like, have a high you... draft pick exactly. for a really good player next year, like a wide receiver to add at that Y spot. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are aging a little bit as well, so we do need youth there. Or we I mean, could go for that, a line. That's honestly a day that I do not want to see is the day that Mike Evans leaves first, or Chris first, Godwin. First ballot Hall of Famer. Mike Evans is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, come on. That's going to be... Like, he is the best Buccaneer of all time. Oh, I, I, even better than Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady, but mm-hmm. Mike Evans has done more for this club than any player. Besides maybe Mike Allstott, Derek Brooks, Rondé Barber. Oh my god, there's so many legends. I can go on and on about the Bucs, man. A legendary club. 
But uh, I think that's a perfect place to wrap this episode up. Yeah. Rush, thanks for hopping on this Tampa Bay Bucket, uh, Buccaneers offseason, preseason kind of recap uh, for the 2023 season. And we'll definitely be hopping on more uh, kind of Buccaneers coverage during the regular season as well. But anything you wanted to say to the listeners out there? Um, tune in for more of this, se- or this season. Yeah. Check out how everybody's doing, especially the ones that we mentioned today. Such as Richard LeCount, Radarius Williams, Cephas Johnson, Avery Young. Hopefully, he actually winds up making it onto our depth chart and yeah. actually sees either sideline or field time. And you shout know. out to Trey Palmer. Exactly. Trey Palmer, Kyle Trask, all of them. I think, personally, even though we're in the rebuilding phase of our team, I think we we can get something going with these guys. I think so, too. And I think that's, you know, it will be a rough season, most likely, for Buccaneers fans out there. Mm-hmm. But just power through it. And I think in about a year, maybe two, they should be back in, like, full form. You oh, know? yeah. For sure. Because it's the Bucks, man. They always have a slow rebuilding process to get back to the promised land. But mm-hmm. we'll get back there. That's for sure. But, Rush, thank you again for hopping on this episode. And a shout out to all the boys putting in the work on the pod, for sure. And thank you again for tuning in. Uh, and make sure you're following us on all of our social media accounts, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, and Instagram, at T-Time Reports. We're very uh, prevalent on NFL coverage, especially Buccaneers coverage. So all support is definitely appreciated. Take care, everyone. Peace.